2 Timothy chapter 2, and let's look, if you will, going down. Let's begin in verse 15. The Bible says there, study to show thyself. I can hear it. Are we on? I can't hear it. There. Now I want. Thank you, Brother Daniel. I, wow. Why am I being so noisy? Study to show yourself. All right, there we go. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and vain babblings. By the way, not just saying them, but also hearing them. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they, the vain and profane babblings, will increase unto more ungodliness, which means they're already a form of ungodliness, and they will increase ungodliness. And their word will eat as doth a canker, for they, uh, as a canker of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus. And by the way, these guys are slick. Hymenaeus is the spirit of the wedding or the god of the wedding. Philetus means a pleasant one, easily loved. And so a couple people who are associated with these wrong things are very uh, winsome, very pleasant, but they're corruptive. It's interesting, that word canker comes from a word which you'll, you'll know the word, gangrene, gangrene. And uh, corrupted tissue where the infection spreads to other until the bone itself is consumed with it. So that's quite strong stuff, isn't it? So there we are with that. And it says, uh, But shun for vain and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness, and the word will eat as doth a canker, of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus, now watch this, who concerning the truth have erred saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. Cataclysmo. It's, they made a cataclysm, a catastrophe out of their faith. Nevertheless, and this is our text, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, regardless of what else is going on. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are His and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Now watch this. Look in verse 19. Nevertheless, the, singular, foundation of God standeth sure, having this, singular, seal. Then two things are mentioned. The foundation of God, this seal. Having this seal, singular. What is this seal? The Lord knoweth them that are His, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Now I speak to you this evening on the subject of both sides of the seal. Both sides of the seal. I'm going to talk to you some about what a seal is and then explain some things to you in a moment. But can we pray together as we get into the message? Father, pray you'll guide my mind to help your people, and in so doing, may I guide them to the Scripture. And Lord, then please guide them to Yourself in this truth. I ask in Christ's name. 
Amen. Teresa Staley, I've mentioned this some. Teresa Staley, it was, uh, I don't know how many of you remember, uh, how many of you remember, you know, Tracy, you know, okay, good, a lot of you. Um, Do you remember that Teresa liked quarters? I don't have a quarter on me. Um, She liked quarters. She would like to get him, give her one. She was very grateful for it, and she liked it. But they started coming out with the state quarters and the special type of quarters. And on the back of those quarters, of course, they did not have the eagle. They had other things. She would get so upset. First time somebody handed her one of those and she was flipping around, she saw the back and didn't have an eagle. Well, that upset her because the quarter has an eagle on the back. And I remember and saw that that got her, so I got one. <laughs> I got one of the the nude quarters. I said, "Here, Tracy," and she's this. It's her way of saying friend. She would do that with me. She tried to reach over and kiss me. She never did get the lady lips on me. She tried, but she she do this friend. I said, "Here's a quarter, man." Her eyes lit up, and I handed her one. It was one of the state quarters, <laughs> and. Uh, she, she took that thing and she flipped it over. Oh my goodness, did she give me a dirty look. She did. She looked and she handed it back to me. And I took that thing and laughed. He said, that's mean. No, I do things to all the kids. Why wouldn't I hurt? And uh, so anyway, she changed from friend to piggy. And apparently uh, <laughs> she didn't think a lot of my amusement. She wasn't willing to accept this quarter. The quarter had two sides. The sides need to match. In, in her mind, that wasn't a quarter. And uh, she, she didn't like that. And I'm talking to you tonight about the two sides of the seal. In the verse we looked at in verse 19, it has a singular thing, the foundation of God. And then it has the singular term having this seal, singular seal. And here's two aspects. The Lord knoweth them that are His, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ, depart from iniquity. Just so you know what's going on with this issue of a seal, look in Matthew chapter 27. Look back there. We're going to look at just a few passages tonight. Matthew 27. I still have that song we just sang going through my mind. That's a great song. It's catchy, isn't it? Matthew 27. Rather lengthy chapter. Go to the end of it. Let's look in verse 62. Jesus has been crucified. The body's been laid in the borrowed tomb of Joseph Arimathea. And the chief priests and the Pharisees start worrying and wondering about things and they really want to, they want this to come to an end, a conclusion as far as Jesus' influence. Remember they said at one point that they sought to destroy Him. They not only wanted to actually kill Jesus, but they wanted to destroy him. They didn't want him to have any residual influence. So in verse 62, it makes a statement. It says, Now the next day that followed the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that that deceiver, which is what they are calling Jesus, 
We remember that that deceiver said while he was still yet alive, excuse me, after three days I will rise again. Command therefore, isn't that amazing? Look at the arrogance how they dealt with their governor telling him what to do. Command therefore that the sepulcher be made sure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people, He is risen from the dead. Then their own admission, their own words will judge them. So the last error, what was the first? Their own words will judge them on that one. So the last error shall be worse than the first. Oh, Pilate's worn out by now. Man, he's worn out by now. Pilate said unto them, You have a watch. It's a guard. Go your way. Make it as sure as you can. <laughs> he's to a point of... He knows, he knows it's gotten away from him. So they went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. So they sealed the stone. They may have done something to more strongly secure it into its position in front of that tomb, although it was rolled into a, a ditch type thing. But certainly, part of the seal there was they had received permission, authority, that sort of thing, to put some sort of a mark on that stone that said, do not move this. Under whatever penalty, don't move this. Um, when we built that building there, there's actually three different buildings here. When we were building, the last building we built is the one there, South Edition. And we had leveled or raised the, uh, the one that was there. And we dried in the new one as fast as we could. All that got away from us. We weren't planning on doing that. We weren't trying to sneak and do something. It's just we were going to remodel. Once we opened it up, there was no remodeling. There was no salvaging. You just had to level this thing and go. We didn't have these things called permits to do all that. And uh, it was interesting. We pulled in to, uh, had a wedding going on. I actually pulled in. And I remember Logan or Luke, one of the boys said to me, he said, stop work notice. What does that mean, Daddy? And I said, that's not funny. He goes, no, it's right there on the building. <laughs> stop work notice. I said, well, that means I'm going to ignore that and conduct this wedding and then afterwards think about what that means. Um, and uh, that note was put on there. You know what I didn't do? I didn't go over and tear that off there. What's God? <laughs> yeah. No, that meant we stopped. Those who had authority to do such said, no, you have a 96-foot-long building going up in our city that we had no idea someone's building. And it's going to be commercially occupied, and that seems important. And so that notice was on there. What was that? That was a seal saying, stop with that. Now, the seal would be a, something that gives, uh, shows the authority or, 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 or marks. Uh, sometimes it would be like a wax type thing. Sometimes it would be more of a stamp. Sometimes it, some type of uh, imprinter on it that would, would, would say, this is set for whatever reason. Um, Wherever the, uh, whenever the president speaks, and right now when Joe Biden speaks, they have uh, a little thing on the front of the lectern that's the seal of the president of the United States. That should mean something. 
frankly speaking, and should be an elected official. And the um, and so you have these seals. You have uh, it indicates something. It has an authority with something there, and uh, it shows up in the Bible with it. Look in Second Corinthians chapter one, and then we'll come back to this things of the two sides of the seal. Second Corinthians chapter one. Let's begin, if you will, in verse 21. It says, Now he which establisheth us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God, who hath also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. God literally puts a seal on those that belong to Him. In the eyes of heaven, we're identifiable as God's people. Perhaps you've been encouraged at times like I have. You'll be out somewhere and maybe eating out somewhere and uh, you'll see people at another table. You'll notice they'll bow their heads. Usually they'll make a big show of it or something. But you'll notice they'll bow. Uh, and they're not, they're not looking at their phones. They're, they're praying. And they'll, they'll bow their heads. Maybe sometimes people will take each other's hands and they'll just stop for a moment to acknowledge the Lord before they eat. They're not doing it for show. They're not being, you know, catching everybody's attention. This is what they do. You can tell this is what they normally do. Like Christian people should do, they stop before they eat their food and follow the example of the Lord Jesus Christ and follow the direct teaching of the Bible that we're supposed to receive all our food with thanksgiving. And they do this and you see it and it's encouraging to us to see that happen. And uh, why? Because you say, oh, must be Christian people. That's, uh, that's neat. It kind of identifies. Maybe you'll, uh, you'll see certain actions and you'll wonder about them. I wonder if they're a believer. And that sort of thing. Uh, God, the eyes of heaven and, and the Lord and the host of heaven, there's a seal that, that shows that we belong to God. Just like when the final world kingdom is set up with Antichrist ruling it, there is a mark which will have to be taken or you'll be executed that is coming. Oh, that's far-fetched. You don't know much history, do you? It's not far-fetched. Things of that nature have been done. And will be again. Now you can do it very easily. And by the way, whole societies used to marking and carving up their bodies. Marks are a thing. It's not, not accidental. It's not just a fad of society. It's going somewhere. And so this, that mark will be there. And they'll identify, and if you don't have that mark, you'll be executed for it. Ah, they went marking stuff. It'd be harder and harder to find one because of how long it's been now. But please don't ever go to a Holocaust survivor with the tattoos on their arms put there by the Nazis and say this is far-fetched. They're going to really take exception with what you're saying. Don't ever talk to somebody who had to wear something that said Juden on it to identify they were a Jew and then the way they were persecuted on it. Don't ever go to those people and say, oh, that, that concept's far-fetched. No, it's not. It's real. And so, just like that's there, even more so, uh, so, there's the mark of God. In the book of Ezekiel, when judgment was getting ready to come on Jerusalem, there were heavenly messengers 
who marked the, 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 those who were set aside for the Lord and had their heart was set aside to the Lord and they had not been idolatrous and they would not strayed from the Lord. And when the slaughter came in and all that, those people were spared. God's always had that sort of thing. And so what is it? It says He sealed us. And, and the Scripture says right there in verse 22, who also sealed us. The very authority of heaven seals my soul until the day of final redemption. Thank God I'm saved now. I'm a citizen of that country now. But I'm waiting for the adoption to it, the redemption of the body. Why? Until that happens, I'm, I'm sealed. I'm in. Never will the Lord have to say what Pontius Pilate said when he said to those Jewish leaders, he said, make it as sure as you can. That old boy knew he couldn't do that. He knew it. He knew it. I mean, from when he first started in on that false trial and his wife came and said, have nothing to do with that just man. She said, I've suffered a lot of things and dreams because of him. And then he got into that mess and the Jews started acting like they did. And then he tried to wash his hands of the whole thing. And finally he comes down and says, they say, hey, we want a guard. We want your seal. We're going to make this where Jesus can't get out. He can't come up out of that grave. And he said, make it sure as you can. Go for it, boys. Yeah, I mean, that's just like You know, God sealed us. Nothing could take away that seal. Never. We've been sealed. I'm talking about this thing of the two sides of the seal. And that's something I wanted you to see about. Look in Ephesians chapter 1. You know, this morning when I taught you that biblically that uh, part of being in grace is that it's a perpetual place. Salvation of God is forever salvation. You think you have temporary salvation, you don't have the salvation the Scripture speaks about. Ephesians chapter 1. Look in uh, verse 10. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven, which are on earth, even in Him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things after the counsel of His own will, that we should be to the praise of His glory. Who are the we? It answers it in that verse. Who first trusted in Christ. That's where your predestination comes in. For those who first trust in Christ, all these things are predestinated for them. You step into that realm by trusting Christ. It's, it's like you have grace, you have access to grace through faith. Bible teaches us. It's clear. It gives you the order of things. Look at the order in verse 13. In whom ye also trusted after that you heard the word of truth. So the word of truth came to you and you trusted. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed. So you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Then you trusted. You believed in Him. And then after that, look at the end of the verse, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of what? It's not of a maybe. It's a Holy Spirit of promise. This is definitely going to happen based on the authority of the character and nature of our God. And so he says here that we're sealed. Why, when are we sealed? We hear the word of truth. 
We believe, and after that, we're sealed. I accepted Christ. I didn't even know sealed was a word in the Bible, Brother Keith, when I got saved. I had no idea there was a teaching like this. If I'd read these verses, uh, when, I, when, I, uh, uh, when I first got saved, Brother Ed, I wouldn't have been able to understand what they were talking about. I had no basis. I was not in anywhere in my biblical comprehension to be able to come to an understanding of a little stronger meat doctrine like this. But you want to hear something great? You want to hear something great? I was sealed. <laughs> I couldn't have explained it to you. I couldn't have given you a dissertation on it. I couldn't have told you about it. But it didn't matter because it happened. I was sealed by that Holy Spirit of promise. And more and more, all these years have been coming into the fullness of what God's given. And the fullness of understanding and living according to that. Ephesians 4 gives us one other. You get this thing about the seal. We see that that tomb was sealed by those Jewish leaders to no avail. That seal didn't have the authority to override heaven's decree. Then we see that we're sealed by Christ and in Christ. And look at Ephesians 4 and look down, if you will, in verse 30. After warning us not to let any corrupt communication proceed out of our mouth, but rather to give that which is good to the use of edifying, it makes this statement, verse 30, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. That's God living in you. When you do things contrary to the Word and the will of God, you cause sorrow in the heart of God. Because you take Him with you. And it says, grieve not, the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed. How long? What's it say? Till the day of redemption. In other words, He's not going to lose us. So we're thinking about these things of the seals. Now, let's go back to our text there in 2 Timothy 2. Let me show you this. 2 Timothy 2. Not a lengthy message, but important that the foundation is laid. 2 Timothy 2, verse 19. Even though there are some who are corrupting with their words and some that are overthrowing the faith of others, causing a catastrophe in their faith, um, though they're like a gangrene in the body of Christ, eating of things, all that's going on, that first word in verse 19, nevertheless, despite all that happening, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. Here's the two sides of the seal. Number one, the Lord knoweth them that are His. God knows you. I was amazed as a parent when our boys were young and such and playing here and, and we'd be somewhere where there's a number of kids here, maybe at a Thanksgiving get-together or a Christmas breakfast at my mom's or a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of people. One of them could hurt themselves and if they cried out, you got all these voices of little people, most of the time, as a dad, I knew if that was one of ours. You say, most of the time? I thought that was a good record. <laughs> Anybody want to guess who knew all the time? Well, yeah, absolutely. And uh, why? She knew. So that was mine. I can identify it. We had at the church at Liberty Baptist before we came over here, a church had grown quite a lot. And uh, 
We were running a little over 120 at that time. We had a big day of 280 before we left there. And uh, quite a number of people, well, country church. And there were a bunch of families with young kids. A lot of little blonde-haired things running around. And the families, it's farming families and such. And they'd come in and they, you know, Johnny would be over here with the breeding kids and one of the breeding kids would be over with the other and then they, they'd come back to church that night and then they'd be all back together. I still remember a fellow came to church and he got there and he'd been there a while and he said, I'm still trying to figure out what kids belong to what parents. He said, they all look almost the same. And he said, I watched for the vehicles. And he says, I I'll be confounded if they don't get in a different vehicle after every service. <laughs> he didn't know who belonged to who. I still remember someone saying, which one's that? That one belongs to who? But God knows the ones that belong to Him. Two sides of the seal. One thing about this seal of God that says we're, we're His and we're secure the seal of God says, I know mine. God knows if you belong to Him. God knows if you are one of His own. <laughs> we had a uh, teenage gal in our, in our church who was a bit notorious for being a bit notorious. And uh, she said to my wife sometimes, she said, uh, I could just say I'm your daughter. My wife looked at her and said, if you were my daughter, you wouldn't act like you do. <laughs> and she insinuated to her that she would have either come around or been exterminated. And it, she's like, no. <laughs> you show no signs of my DNA. Um, God knows those who belong to him. God knows if you're his. I wonder how many people may profess the name of Christ and God would be, if I can use this term for God, God would be surprised to know that there is. D.L. Moody, great man used greatly of God, an evangelist, very phenomenal ministry, both here and in Europe, especially in England, uh, Scotland as well. He, uh, he was preaching in a very large meeting, very well attended. And he would preach several times a week, different times during the day. Businessmen would come. It was one of the hallmarks of his ministry. A lot of businessmen got involved. He had been a businessman. He had, he had been involved and was pretty good. But as not kind of, kind of, he was a salesman, kind of a young entrepreneur, and, and he kind of attracted some of the people in the Chicago area. And he was preaching and Fellows stood up in the congregation. I've read this in, I think, three different sources of books that I read. There's, they have pages and stuff. And these, uh, these books uh, about Moody and recounting some things, fellows stood up in the middle of a big meeting. Several thousand people there. And he began to make a ruckus among the people. And he, hey, Mr. Moody! Hey, hey, Mr. Moody! Just kept going, obviously drunken. Just sloppy drunk. Hey, don't you know me? I'm one of your converts. Brother Moody was a great personal soul winner. He, in addition to preaching, he was constantly dealing with people on the street. In fact, in his early days, he got the name Crazy Moody for some of the things he did. And uh, the way he went about things. 
But uh, and he, he had a uh, love for what they called the street urchins. That was actually a name they used for children who were around on the streets of Chicago, many of them not getting a proper education. And, 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 and he started with the Sunday school, built that Sunday school up to over 1,500 people coming to it. And they called it a Sabbath school, is what they called it at that time, and, and uh, teaching kids the Bible and basics of life. And so this guy's there, you imagine caterwauling in the service. Hey, 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 don't you recognize me? I'm in a converts. Just kind of mocking with it. And everybody wondered to see what the, what the preacher would do with that one. Don't you know me? I'm in a converts. And Moody looked at him, and I believe God gave him wisdom with that, and he looked at the fellow, and he said, well, sir, my friend, he said, you must most assuredly be one of my converts. Because if you were one of Jesus' converts, you'd be different from that. It's a good state. Two parts of the seal, two sides of the seal. One is the Lord knows those that are His. It says it right there. The Lord knoweth them that are His. He knows them. Whether whatever nation they may be in, whatever situation in life they may be in, He never misidentifies those who have God as their heavenly father are never orphans he knows them and he knows you and he knows you in more than just a superficial way you may say well I know somebody you know you know their name you recognize their face you can see them but he knows you he knows me so that's one side look at the other part of the the, the other side of the seal Verse 19 again, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. One is God's recognition of us, which implies His keeping of us, His care of us, His, His steadfastness towards us. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are His, and here's the other side, that naturally comes from that first side, and, that's the other side of that seal, let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. The seal has two aspects to it. One is that God knows us, we belong to Him, and we are secure because of Him. The other side of that, because God knows us, because we are secure, then everyone that names the name of Christ, you would identify yourself as a Christian person. Let them depart from iniquity to make a conscious decision to leave somewhere. I remember being asked to a party after a, a uh, varsity wrestling meeting. And I went. I didn't have my license yet. As I told you, I was a year younger than everybody in my class. When my birthday fell, the way they did things then, so I started first grade when I was five. So I was earlier than everybody else in my, my age. I've got some kind of intelligence it's just the way the birthday fell. So I'm at this party. I go to the party. I was a little hesitant about this. This is, I didn't know Christ. Was, I thought, like, eh. And uh, we were there, and I got over and found out. I even remember whose house it was. Remember their name. We got there and found out the parents weren't there. Parents weren't going to be there. About 15, 20 of us. Teenagers from public high school were going to be there. Well, that was off to a great start. Wasn't but just a few minutes till the the pot comes out and the different drugs come out. And I said, uh, 
It's a girl. I've been there for her. I just knew her. And no house is going to be ever. I know there's one boy. Her name was Terry. I said, uh, so, Terry, you got a phone? Yeah. Where's that? I need to call somebody. All right. They're breaking out all the stuff. 513-787-4169. Ring, 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 ring. 513. <laughs> <laughs> Not even this. Uh, hello? Hey, Mom? Yeah. Huh? Can you come get me? So why didn't you just leave? It was a long way out in the country, and I had no wheels. Why did you just have one of your friends drive you? They were already talking it up. I didn't want to be a part of them. Depart. <coughs> I'm leaving now. Did you say bye to everybody? I didn't know them. Didn't know them a hi. I didn't know them a bye. I didn't know them, didn't know them a see you later. Invite me over. I didn't say it was going to be a drug party. I didn't say it was going to be all the other stuff that was starting up. No. We're out of there. Second side of that seal. First part is God knows us. We belong to Him. We're secure because of Him. He has a relationship with us. He cares about us. And because of that, the other side of the seal, let everyone... Okay, this is God's seal on your life. Depart! Everyone that names them Depart from iniquity. Now, iniquity is not just sin. Iniquity is the, the darkness, is the evil that leads to the sin. It is the motivation motivating power and force and energy behind wrong action. Dr. Bob Jones Sr. said, behind every tragedy in human character, there's a long process of wicked thinking. Quite a strong statement. It's a good statement. And iniquity is that cesspool from which sin comes. It is that Poisoned well from which corruption comes. Hey, it'd be a good thing not to tune your preacher out when he's talking to you about something that's going to affect your life. It'd be a good thing to realize I'm I'm reading your biography before it happens. If you don't get a hold of this, the Bible says, "Despise not prophesying." It's talking about exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm not receiving some kind of word of revelation. I'm prophesying. I'm saying based on the word of God, here's where you're going if you don't get something straight. That is the most purest form of Bible prophecy there is because it's based on the word of God. And I am applying to you and for you to understand this is where this goes. And you go down this trail, you're no different than anybody else. You're going to get that. You're going to get destroyed. You're going to get mauled. One of the helpless feelings of being a gospel preacher is that you sometimes pour out your soul to try to salvage and help those who care not about their self enough to listen. And may God help us be faithful. I was listening to this preacher. He's from, New, uh, from Great Britain. And he made a statement. He was preaching to a large group. I listened, listened to his message just a few weeks ago. And he said with that accent, I love listening to that accent, older gentleman, he said, I want to be faithful to your souls tonight. I said, man, what a statement. 
I had a text and I sent Brother Jenkins. I said, I think I just heard one of the best statements I've ever heard about preaching. And I sent that to him and he sent back. He's like, Brother Manny, I think you're right. I want to be faithful to your souls. That boy, you talk about the motivation should always be. All of you who teach the Bible to people, you preach and you reach people, be faithful to their souls with the truth of the gospel. But what is this thing? The second part of the seals we depart from iniquity. Why? Because we belong to Christ. Being secure in Christ, we would never want to look at as an opportunity for indulgence to the flesh, but being secure in Christ means we have the freedom and the grace and the strength to be able to live for God in a dark world. We have the opportunity not to live empowered by our own energy of our flesh. We're not going to overcome strongholds. We're not going to win the battles that we need to win in the power of the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Those fortress places built in our lives that the enemy has fortified so that he can do a flanking maneuver on us and get us from within. But God's got something better. And the second part of that seal, second side of that seal is this. Let them that name the name of Christ. you name the name of Christ? Someone asks you in all seriousness and you're having a serious conversation, they want to know, are you a Christian person? Would you say to them, yes, I am. Would you say to them, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I believe He is who He said He is. Okay? First part of that seal is wonderful for you. First part of that seal is precious to you. God knows them that are His. He knows you. He loves you. He gives you that individual care. Second part follows through from that first, and that's this. Let's depart from iniquity. Just get away from it. Why? God deserves better than that. I mean, come on. Be serious. You ought to respect yourself better than that. I mean, haven't you, especially you adults, haven't you dealt with enough people in life? You see them doing things and habits and maybe whatever sort of habit they have and it's self-destructive and they kind of, somebody kind of laughs about, yeah, I know it's going to kill me, but and they're doing it anyway. And you look at them and go, how, how ignorant can you be? How foolish is that? I mean, haven't you seen that? You're an adult, you've seen it. Well, while we look at that and we should look at that askance and say, what in the world? Let's not, let, let's not be blind to ourselves doing that in a spiritual realm. <coughs> oh, no. If you don't, then get away from it. I'll be all right. I can stop when I want to. I've got control of it. Your thinking that direction proves you don't. That type of thinking proves you are deluded and deceived. It's absolute proof of it. Two-fold part of a single seal. God sealed us. The Holy Spirit of promise. God sealed us until the day of redemption. We've got the seal of God, the eyes of heaven, know that we belong to God. And that's a wonderful part, that first part. The second part is, okay, since that's true, let's get away from iniquity. Let's serve the living God together. 
Amen. That's what I was sent to tell you tonight. Let me pray with you. Father, thank you for your words. Thank you for your people. Thank you for the many biblical references to this. And Lord, the strong teachings of it in your scripture. God, let us walk in the power that's brought forth by your presence and walk away from iniquity. I reckon the taste of it is still pleasant to some people here. God, may they make a biblical decision to depart. Then God, may they know the glorious reality of their taste changing and their appetites changing. Bless, please, and may your people make a conscious decision to do their part in this seal that you've, which you've sealed us. Bless this invitation, please. Amen. Let's stand together. Something you need to seek the Lord on tonight. How did you answer the question? Does the Lord know that you're His? Do you belong to Christ? The invitation song plays. Why don't you come tonight?